morning and welcome to today's podcast, 10 Minutes of Torah. Today's the 7th of Tamil's entitled Spiritual Homeopathy. More of that in just a moment. First, we start with today's Hasidic anecdote, today's Hasidic teaching, which I think uh, sort of comes on the heels of yesterday's. Yesterday spoke about the effect of mitzvah performance that it plugs us in to a transcendent space of energy um, which means that it takes us into a space that's higher and deeper than what we can intellectually or emotionally process a much um, a much more um, sublime infinite divine uh, transcendent space because mitzvahs emanate from the infinite one God Himself. Um, having said that, today's Hayyim Yayim, um, the Rebbe teaches us that as much as Hasidic um, philosophy um, articulates and emphasizes the effect of mitzvah connection that creates between and what it creates and fosters between finite man and infinite God. Nonetheless, spirituality needs to be channeled into structures. In other words, um, some people have a quixotic type of notion of Hasidic or mystical um, spiritual um, individuals and devotees as being um, somewhat uh, in a different space than being a living a very normal and sort of structured and organized life, a more romantic uh, version of people with one one foot in this world and uh, and, and and one foot in, in some other reality. But in today's Hayim Yayim, the Rebbe emphasizes that the founder of the Hasidic movement, the Baal Shem Tev, was a very organized and structured. Individual, and the Baal Shem Tov is considered to be the great Renaissance spiritual leader who totally revitalized um, the Jewish people through his um, through his charisma, through his stories, through his teachings. Um, but he was also a very disciplined and organized individual, as was his successor, the the Magid of Mizrich, as was the Alter Rebbe, the founder of Chabad, and all of his successors. Highly organized by that, and by organized and structured, we mean in terms of time they were all masters of time management and also in the way that the Hasidic communities were organized uh, particularly as it pertains to the Alter Rebbe the founder of Chabad Hasidim were only allowed to um, visit him in Liyajna or Liyadi at particular times of the year and um, all of that was very much very much managed so um, the point that the Rebbe is making is that um, the truly spiritual experience is one that is um, packaged in a finite um, experience. It infuses um, life, structured life, with a greater sense of meaning, purpose, and connection, but ultimately um, it's about fusing the intensity of being plugged into an infinite, more infinite type of energy, but, but experiencing that within the structure of um, Jewish life and communal life um, and so on. So that's the Hayyim um, Yoim Hasidic teaching um, for 
Um, today, in today's Torah portion, which is the fifth section of Chukas, very busy, a lot going on. We have the passing of Aaron, who's, uh, who's the people grieve for intensely for the entire month, man, woman, and child. Um, there's a tremendous, tremendous loss. We have the loss of Miriam, and we also have um, the um, episode of the people complaining to Moshe at uh, the lack of um, resources. This is actually in the desert. This is actually in the 40th year. This week's Torah portion fast forwards actually 38 years from last week's Torah portion. And um, the Torah records how serpents appeared and um, bit the people and their obviously their poisonous venom um, was causing people to die. They turned to Moshe and they said, "We have sinned. Please entreat and pray God, pray to God for um, our healing." And God instructs Moshe to um, hoist a um, a banner with a snake on its top, curled around its top. Of course, we, we, this has become an iconic image for medical institutions on uh, many ambulances and many medical institutions this comes from this instance from and um, the people the Torah says look up to it they see this snake um, was actually a copper snake um, coiled around this long pole and they are healed as Rashi says it is not the healing power of the snake um, at work here, but rather this was a means for them to look upwards towards heaven. The question, of course, though, is if the point is just to draw people's attention towards the heaven, why create a copper snake hoisted on a pole? Just uh, tell people to look up towards the heaven and pray. And the answer is this is this is the uh, where today's um, title comes from: holistic uh, homeopathic healing. The essence of homeopathic healing is taking a a, a measure of the very substance that has created toxicity and using that as a stimulant towards healing. The idea is that they were poisoned by the snake. The healing was to actually confront the snake itself. However, the idea of the snake being hoisted above, in the Torah's words, a nace, it means, is the idea of a person confronting whatever um, whatever venom is inside of them, whatever toxicity is inside of them, but looking at it at, from a higher vantage point, looking up, which means to say to realize that whatever internal um, venom we're, we're dealing with is a part of our um, growth opportunity, a part of our trajectory in life to grow. And that's why we have been um, poisoned, if you will, by whatever that whatever form or shape the toxicity takes. The point is that we don't um, turn a blind eye to it. We don't ignore it. We don't put it onto the carpet. We don't pretend like it's non-existent. We actually confront it. But we confront it by looking up, which means rather also then the alternative to ignoring can also be to um, get very down on ourselves from, for whatever experience um, uh, uh, we had to go through. The Torah is saying, look up, which means look up and realize that everything is divinely orchestrated. And God orchestrates the narrative of every person's 
life as it were because that is germane to that particular soul's journey growth and elevation so that's the idea of looking up at the very cause and source of the venom itself so that's the um, Torah portion for um, today today in Tanya we actually begin the third book of um, the Tanya which is called Igeres the letters or epistles in which the, the Altareb addresses the um, concept of Teshuvah. Teshuvah is often translated as repentance that technically it means return and what that means is that when a person has left deviated strayed from where from being connected to our inner soul space Teshuvah is returning to that space which means returning to connection returning to reconnect to our own soul itself so in today's time Yudal Tereva talks about course we know that there are two general categories of mitzvot as we actually mentioned yesterday we um, completed studying all 613 mitzvot in the last two sections of Maimonides of Rambam which we'll get to in a second 248 positive mitzvot and 365 do not as in negative commandments so Delta Rebbe talks about the teshuvah process the process of cleansing and healing if a person neglected to do a positive mitzvah and if a person violated a negative command one of the do nots and what he explains is that if we neglect to do a positive mitzvah we um, of course can make amends moving forward by acknowledging that uh, the, the two-step process of Teshuvah is acknowledgement and resolve pretty much acknowledging what we have done well three steps acknowledgement remorse and resolve so if we have neglected to do something we should have done we take ownership of that we um, uh, are remorseful and we resolve um, to be better in that area so that's Teshuvah and that's the gist of it however um, says the Alter Rebbe, the opportunity that we missed in terms of doing the mitzvah and the opportunity to generate the energy that would have resulted, the flow of positive energy that would have resulted from that mitzvah um, is gone. I mean, we, we, cannot, we cannot recreate that opportunity of the past because the opportunity has passed. However, we can utilize it as a springboard for future growth. If a person, on the other hand, has violated a negative commandment, so the Talmud says that a person's resolve, regret, remorse, and resolve, and so on, uh, um, works, but is completed on Yom Kippur. So Yom Kippur is the time of the uh, full cleansing, and that's because if I did if I neglected to do a positive commandment so I just I, I didn't I didn't download I had a download opportunity to download positive energy through the mitzvah and I didn't click the button so I didn't download but if I did a negative commandment so it's like I downloaded negative energy I downloaded venom toxicity so here in order the here a greater cleansing is needed and that cleansing agent is in Kippur and, and truthfully that is pretty much um, aligned with what we spoke about before the people looking up to the snake 
hoisted on the pole, Yom Kippur, is, is a day when we look up, which means when we look up and look more deeply within ourselves, connect to a higher space, and that is how Yom Kippur brings about the, uh, the cleansing. So that's the difference between the omission of a positive commandment, which is essentially what it is, an omission, versus a, a violation of a negative command which is ultimately cleansed on Yom Kippur, the Day of Atonement. That is the uh, that is the Tanya for today. Lastly, we have Rambam today, today's section of Jewish law, as per Maimonides' compendium of Mishnah Torah. Today, the Rambam, talking about organization, to go back to today's Hayyim Yom, about how all the Rebbes were very methodical and organized. Maimonides was extraordinarily methodical and organized in his compilation of Jewish law. And in t- today we study all of the introductions, how he structured the 14 books of uh, Mishneh Torah and how he divided it into all the sections and subsections of Jewish law. Just to point out one example, he says that one of the sections is dedicated to all the laws of the temple, which he says are all the laws of the Beit HaMikdash, the temple. And, however, in the actual section of law that he dedicates to that, he calls it not the laws of the Beit HaMikdash, the laws of the Temple, but the laws of the Beit HaPchira, which means the laws of the Chosen House. So the Rebbe points out this, this subtle difference uh, here in Maimonides' language, which is very, very um, precise. So the biblical term for the Temple is the Beit HaMikdash. As God says, Ve'asu li mikdash, Make for me a temple so that I'll dwell in them. Therefore, in the introduction, he says, I'm going to present all the laws that relate to the Beit HaMikdash, to the temple. But when it comes to the actual heading of the laws themselves, he calls it the Beit HaBchira, the chosen house. And this points to the long history of the Temple Mount. And on the Temple Mount itself, the place where the altar stood, which is the very place where Adam himself brought an initial offering, where Cain and Abel brought their offerings, where Noah, where Noah brought his offerings, where Abraham offered Isaac as a sacrifice. How? Because they all intuitively and prophetically knew that this was the chosen place. In other words, this is the portal that connects heaven to earth. This is where all the upload of human um, aspiration to connect to God happens and this is where all the download of divine flow munificence to the to the universe happens that is why till this very day every synagogue in the world here in the United States faces east wherever direction it is synagogues all over the world face Jerusalem and if you're in Jerusalem or in Israel itself it faces Jerusalem and Jerusalem itself facing the temple and facing the place of the altar the temple mount because this is the stairwell to heaven God's chosen place. Nothing can change that. And with that, I bid you to make it a great day. Please feel free to share today's 10 Minutes of Torah, today's daily broadcast with all of your friends. And we will see you, God willing, perhaps actually uh, might be traveling next week. So stay tuned. Hopefully we'll see you Monday morning. But if not, in the meantime, um, have a wonderful, wonderful Erev Shabbat. Thanks for joining. And again, all the way from down under, um, what's 10 to 11, all right? Hopefully uh, with that, you'll have a good night's sleep and you won't get too buzzed and uh, make it a great, whatever time zone you're in, morning, afternoon, or evening. Thanks for joining.
people. Huh? This is supposed to be an inspiration to do more. We've got people, we've got people who check in from from down under every day. Can you imagine? Okay, now it's only forty now. On Facebook Live, yeah. Oi, still recording on it.